Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to see you face to face. Good to see you. Indeed. You were in Wichita. I was in Wichita. What do you think of Wichita? Well, I thought it was Oklahoma City. So I'm, I'm, I did a retreat this weekend for the uh, deacons and their wives, the deacon couples, uh, though some didn't bring their wives, of, the, uh, of Oklahoma City. Did they City. bring other people's wives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so on my calendar, it just said Oklahoma City, you know, because that was the event. But they did it at a retreat center in Wichita. So when I got to the airport, I was really confused. I was really confused because I'm looking at my, my phone app. And the abbreviation for Wichita is ICT, and I have no idea why. You think there'd be a well, W in there? Spell, yeah, you do. I don't know what it is. Well, you spell Wichita. Those all three letters are in Wichita. I can't yeah. spell Wichita to save my life. Okay. I keep thinking it like would be like there's an H earlier, like W, H. How how which W? Well, I tried to do like W I T C H, but that's not it. That's not it. Anyway, the point is ICT is a weird abbreviation. So right. I. And, and my flight left at 5.30 in the morning, like left at 5.30 in the morning. There's not a lot of routes from Pittsburgh wow, to Wichita. I didn't think anything left that early. No, and so I got there at like 4.40 like thinking, are they, uh, are, they, are they even open, you know, like the baggage thing? The place was mobbed. Yeah. Dude, like quarter to five in the morning, it was busier than I've seen it in a really long time. So then I'm trying to figure out what I had to just ask her. I'm like, what is ICT? Because <laughs> I think I'm going to Oklahoma City. She said, so you're going to Wichita. And then I kind of freaked because I booked the tickets. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like scrolling through emails. I'm like, oh, oh okay, it, okay. It, the retreat center is in Wichita. So this is going to be okay. It was a fantastic weekend. Shout out to anybody that was there. Um, uh, just the, you know, I did this one Wait, two weeks earlier. Were the people there that listen to our podcast? Well, there were many people that said they were going to. So okay. now we oh, can find oh, out. Got it. Got it. Yeah, there, got there, it. there were definitely some Dave Pavanka fans out okay, there. Okay, good. Wild good, Goose good, fans, Metanoia fans. Good. So when I said I was in a podcast with you, I got a huge, I got a huge bump. Thumbs up on that. They, yeah. they were somewhat desperate for a retreat leader. They called me about five or six weeks ago, and so it was kind of fun walking in. And they had no idea yeah, who yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the was end, this like, one a little bit more organized than the last retreat? Yes, you did. it was. There and there's like more people. There's like 120 people. That's awesome. So it was. It was really actually a very anointed. Actually, I event. think I'm going out and doing something for their priests in Wichita as well. It was yeah. the same type of setup. Spiritual Life Center in Wichita was gorgeous. You'll cool. love it. It's cool. beautiful. Beautiful. You know, it was like actually a retreat center that didn't have a lot of like motivational posters that seemed like they were framed from some sale 70s. at Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like every day the art do was beautiful. Do you like beautiful. those demotivational posters? <laughs> I do. So do I. There's I like, those there's like so a hysterical. twisted happiness to Yeah, it. those things are so hysterical. Okay, and you met Andy. Andy Sheree, right? Who's, you who's know, in you know, Vagabond Missions. And I was just thinking, have we ever really mentioned Vagabond Missions? I think we are going to do it right now. Yeah, I, first off, I've, I've liked Andy since he was a student here. But yeah, he lived what, at my house for a little bit. Yeah, I recall. He played bass in my uh, for some of the conference so, uh, bands. So he's doing what? So Andy is the area director for Vagabond Missions. Vagabond Missions uh, started here in Steubenville with our good friend Bob Lesneski. Mm-hmm. And it is an outreach to inner city youth. Uh, you know, so often... Catholic parishes are very in the inner city are very poor, not very sure. active, and so uh, Bob really had a passion to bring the gospel and just basic needs to uh, young people living in the inner city. Uh, over the past decade or so, this ministry has spread to a number of cities. 
they draw in a number of missionaries. I think Andy Andy was the first missionary out in Wichita, and that, that was about 10 years ago. Now they've got, um, I think you tell me they have like 19 missionaries. That's phenomenal. Uh, who they are, do really great work. And they do incredible yeah. work. So worthy of your support. I'm, I'm assuming it's vagabondmissions.com would be the website, but um, it's, a, it's a great group if you want to hear more about them. Yeah, and don't Google Pablo Snevsky. And do not yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, because no. some of the things you'll see, you won't ever recover from. <laughs> you can't unsee some of those. No, things. so we had so we had a great. We, you're away gallivanting in the in the wonderful Midwest. Yes, and we had a great great weekend here. We had op- orientation weekend. We've got our largest incoming class we've ever had, largest wow. freshman class we've ever had. It's just it was great. Now, so I got back last week, and I would like to have. I could have built a new building for every time somebody asked me. Father Dave, is the road going to be done? Because if you haven't been on campus, the whole road around the field house and around the buildings has all changed. Yes. And when I got back last week, there was no road. And, and they promised me, <laughs> one of the guys said, he goes, he goes, Father Dave, I promise you there will be a road before you go to bed on Thursday night. Okay. But if you wouldn't mind going to bed a little bit late, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's... it's just, it, is there a road now? I you haven't... haven't you have, you, You've yeah. got to go up on I've campus. I've been out of town. I like literally like I got in at like one a.m. yesterday, and here I am this morning. You've got so. to go up on campus. Okay. B- before you is this the back road that's yeah, we, exactly. that's the been reopened? Road, the back road is open. <gasps> I and can take my moped up it. You can, and and because of some of the changes, it's interesting. Around the heights is the opposite direction, so <laughs> it was it was a dumpster fire. People <laughs> all over the place. But yeah, in the new parking lot is open. And <gasps> oh, we've been waiting for a new parking lot. I know. So things are things are looking up. I tell you, but it was great. It was really a fun weekend. So many parents. Yeah, honestly, we we joke about people listening to this, but I'm still amazed that anyone does. But uh, the number of people that came up and said they just love what we're doing. Yeah. One person said, "I'm not a laugh out loud person, but I literally." Laugh out loud. So that's <laughs> nice. great. That's great. But yeah. it was a great, great opening weekend. Wonderful. Yeah, my wife went to the alumni event on uh, Saturday. She had a, she had a great time. That's right. That's really funny because I just realized you weren't there. Because <laughs> she was there. She and I chatted right. for a minute or two. I, I just figured because there was a lot of people. I don't know. There was probably 130 people. And I just figured we didn't run into each other. Right. Well, we didn't. For, well, I know for, we did <laughs> now. For good reasons. I was actually leading probably adoration at that time. I feel like I'm turning into Father Stan Fortuna, by the way, a little bit. How would that be? Well, in that, the past two retreats that I did, I did ador- I led adoration and I played music. In a perfect world, you might want to get some help with that, but that's fine. Yeah, but in like a small retreat setting, you got it. it was fine. You got it. I mean, I just... You know, I, 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 you know, I exposed Christ, and and then I went to the back of the church, and, and just let and then just picked worship. up a guitar, awesome. and then just did worship. So it That's wasn't awesome. like I was up there. That's awesome. You know, being weird. I was gonna think you were gonna rap. Um, mm. So yeah, down to the zipper zone. <laughs> you're. Um, that was my father's Steve. Yeah, yeah, I, I realize that. And everybody out there is like, what? Just oh, happened? there's people that know exactly what that is. Yeah, they're We'll get a text from Rachel later. Um, so. Is your little friend back? Brady's back from the mask singer thing. Uh, yeah, he's back, and he he did a he played one. What do they call that series? They played a series. He looked awesome. Afterwards, he was saying, "I think I've played enough that I got right back into the swing." Where was quick. he? Did he answer it's that question? St- still a mystery. He's probably you're probably right. I, I'd be so excited. Like it mask. almost might make me watch the mask singer. Almost, almost is the yeah, operative yeah, yeah, word because yeah. I will not. But I'll fast forward to the end of it. I think my wife watches that show. My kids. Do. So, do you do fantasy football? I do actually. I mean, not so. My son John, who like now he's in, in France. He's in France, but he's also like the commissioner of twenty three different fantasy <laughs> football teams. But he did set one up 
for our family, okay. which is really fun. And now, actually, Dan Kempton invited me to one. Yeah, myself as well. Are you in well. Come on, do it. The thing is, is like, do it. What okay. do you mean? What? There's no thing. So I I do it with my brothers and, and nephews and that kind of thing. But I always forget to update things. Yes, and my, oh, you're my, the best. My nephew he texts me. He goes, uh, Uncle Dave, you're. You know, your, your quarterback, your quarterback has a bye week. Had his, his leg amputated. <laughs> you may, you may want to fix I'm, that. I'm pretty similar. Like I don't, so you have, so join the league. It'd be yeah, fun. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, I don't really do much after the initial. Actually, I, I start off like in the draft. I pick like the first five or six people that I kind of know and get excited about. See, that's the thing. And then I, I just let it automatically well, pick. And that's the thing. I, I think I just want it automatic because. Well, no, I actually want to know. So here is my. I picked uh, Baker Mayfield. Good choice as my quarterback because yeah, right. I believe. And Should then have done like John uh, Jackson. Well, I immediately the next I regretted it immediately, and then I picked up Derek Carr. Uh, the next the, the next round of it, but um, okay, right it's now it's kind of fun. We're putting it out here, um, our listeners. Who will do better this year, Bob Rice, mm. or Father Dave Pavanka? That's right. Let us we'll know. See. Let us know. I right. hope at franciscan.edu. But then also, uh, college game day begins this week. I believe it's at Columbus for the Notre Dame Ohio oh, State game. That's right. College game day. It's a big so, start. It is a Are big you going? start. Are you what, going? What was the question? Are you going to the yeah. Notre Dame game? That's only two hours away from us. No, I'm not. But Aww. but honestly, why I'm, not? There's multiple. Well, it's there's multiple reasons. Originally, <laughs> I was scheduled, but the yeah? schedule got opened up, so I technically could go. But the seats, I mean, it's a, it's expensive. But I was thinking about just I'm going. I'm sure some listener. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. But By I the was, time they hear it, when's the game? Saturday. Oh, okay. But, but I was thinking about maybe just going just to hang out in the atmosphere. I guess Ohio State's a lot of fun to go to a game. And college, have you ever been to a, a game where college game day is at? Well, I've been, uh, when I was a wee lad, I did go to a couple Notre Dame games. Because yeah. all my cousins went to Notre do Dame. Do you know what college game day is? Um, oh yeah, yeah, the TV show. Yeah, okay, good. good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they move it around. They hold big cities. heads in the background. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So that's and it's fun. It's fun just to do that. So I don't know. No, I'm not going to go to. Because the other thing is, like, you're thinking about going. I am thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. You're 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 able to read that pretty well. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to convince yourself out yeah. loud that you're. Well, not the thing is, is I leave the next day and I'm gone for a while. So we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We oh, where we are you also, going? Let's say I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to Illinois, and then I'm back for a few days. And then I'm I'm excited about this. This is down the road. And we'll talk about it later. But yeah. I'm going to be leading a pilgrimage to Oberammergau for the Passion Play. Oh, so we right. can talk more about that because I think it's a really really cool thing. But yeah, yeah so just a lot a lot of travel over the next I don't know eight years. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. We don't have a promo That's today. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was going, where are you going with this? I thought we didn't have a promo. No, we don't. But yeah, that was a Franciscan.edu. That was a great transition. You there. just feel like it's necessary yeah. at this point. Yeah, because we'll just, people, are, they need a potty break. They do. So That's, it's That's like, their, oh, they're, now they're, they're very upset, yeah, actually. Now right. they're like, you know, scrolling through the toilet paper. Honey, shut the podcast off. I thought yeah. they'd be talking about Franciscan. No, I'm, 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of crazy stuff, uh, yeah. Sheila Buff and Bob... Bobby Barron. I like to yeah, call Bobby. him Bobby. Bishop okay. Bobby Barron. Okay. Uh, did you see that video? 
I did not see the whole thing, but because you were talking so much. I mean, I've seen bits, and you'd, you'd have to be under a rock if you didn't see some of the things that were going on. But so so for those of you who are under a rock and your only uh, form of social media, media is listening to They That Hope, yeah, for, for some people, it's their actually, entire sports. You actually have a life. Yes, right, and right. that's good for you. Uh, we didn't talk much about sports other than fantasy football, though. The Guardians are doing well. I guess we'll talk about that. The Guardians are doing well in Notre Dame football. Come on. Okay, there you go. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Um, so the... Uh, uh, Sheila Buff, who is a well-known actor, mm-hmm. and I, I've only seen him in probably his really bad movies, Transformers, Transformers Two. I think he was in Transformers Three, uh, Indiana Jones Four, which was easily the worst Indiana Jones worst Spielberg movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Um, but uh, he uh, well, and the only honestly, the only movie that I think. If somebody would have said, do you know this guy? I said, well, yeah, I know he's an actor. Um, but it was The Falcon and Peanut Butter or something like that about the little boy with Down syndrome. Okay. He was he's, in that? He's one of the main characters. Yeah, he's the main character. Yeah, yeah. So I think, honestly, if somebody said that was the only movie that I could actually identify. Was he good in that? Yeah, he was good at it. Okay. Actually, he was good in it. That was in, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So um, I've kind of known of his career just because I follow entertainment things. And he's, over the past few years, just a total meltdown uh in his in his life and people were you know suggesting that you're never going to see this guy in another movie again mm-hmm. he became his own like weird freak sideshow a lot of mental issues etc cetera, etc cetera. i think he's currently in legal some issues, kind of yeah. illegal issue abuse issues etc so um well he got asked to play the part of padre pio in an upcoming movie about his life mm-hmm. and in researching the role uh it really had a profound effect on him and yeah. so uh currently there is a it's about he, an he hour moved long in with the friars he lived with yeah, friars he, he, in california. he got he got in a truck and he went to capish and friars mm-hmm. in california and then out to out to italy and um so bishop baron uh, had a really great conversation with him uh, it's about an hour long i usually don't listen that long you know, I I can barely tolerate just our conversation of about thirty minutes. Yep. And um, so you you know, like the the over an hour length was a bit off putting, but I found it to be fascinating. I mean, first of all, Bishop Barron is a rock star of an interviewer. He does. I mean, he does he, he, it's just really incredible, and it was very beautiful to hear, uh, just hear a story of somebody who was so down and out. I mean, he said, you know, he had a gun on his table, you know, like he was really thinking everything was over. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, Padre Pio saved my life, yeah, you know, yeah. and this whole experience saved his life. And so, um, yeah, it's got, you know, tons and tons of hits. It's, you know, now here's the funny thing. Well, what did you think? Did okay. You see well, some of a, it? Co- a couple of things. First off, um, when I first heard that he was going to play Padre Pio, I actually was praying for something that it would be really positive, N- not necessarily for him, but for, yeah. for the culture. I love Padre Pio. Padre Pio mm-hmm. was probably the first saint that I read the story of, of his life. Really? So he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have a devotion to Padre Pio. I, I I love his, yeah, just his humanness and that kind of thing. So one of the more moving experiences I had, in maybe in my life, that sounds like a big statement, but was the first time I went to San Giovanni Rotunda, and we met a friar who led us. And myself. that's the church that he celebrated mass at. Right, right, right. That's where right. in Italy is that? Is that it's in on, Rome? No, no, it's on the very uh, eastern coast of of Italy. Okay. So if you actually just go about a couple hours straight east of Rome, almost. Okay. Um, but yeah, just having you know, he was there was some questions about the validity of what was going on, and the church intervened, and and it was kind of put in his in his cell for by himself for couldn't do public masses for, I think, more than a year. 
Um, and that was actually one of the statements that LaBeouf that I appreciated was something that he said about that. But um, really just being in there and praying there and praying where Padre Pio was. I remember closing my eyes and, and imagining, you know, what it was like. And it was really interesting being there and seeing that. So it was a, there was just this great connection with me as a little kid and really saints coming alive for me. Yeah. So it was really beautiful. So I love Padre Pio. When I heard he was doing this movie, I prayed that that this would have an impact on our culture. Yeah. With that being said, um, I did, I, I've watched only because you last yet last night kind of guilted me into it. <laughs> so said, I'm going to watch the whole thing. I had a lot of hours in the airport to yeah, kill, by the yeah. way. So that also should be said. So I probably watched a third of it kind okay. of skipping around. Yeah. Yeah. But again, there's, there's, as you can, as you're going to talk about, I'm sure there's a great deal of chatter in social media out there about this whole event. Um, so that's that's the fine thing that I find interesting. I find his story, his story of conversion, his yeah. story with relationship to the friars. Um, you know, his, I, you watched the whole thing. I did. He he thought he was baptized. He was pretty sure, but he wasn't positive. Has he actually gone through the RCA officially? So this is a good question. Um, he was uh, he was baptized. He thought it. Well, what he said is, I think. They found we, out that he that was baptized. My uncle baptized me. Yeah, and so they did find out that his uncle did baptize him in a Trinitarian form. I guess his I guess his uncle was Methodist or okay, something. Okay, and okay. so he did get he did get baptized. He also he got was, bar mitzvah. He also got bar mitzvah. He did that for Cover his, your bases. his grandmother. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, and he was in some part of the RCIA process. Okay, and then the filming schedule got a little crazy, but I think. He was in the RCA process, and then they discovered he had gotten baptized. Okay. So then he started to receive communion. Okay. But I don't know, and I don't think anybody knows any— What that process what looked that, like. What okay. that process okay. looks like or okay. what was up. I mean, obviously, if somebody's been baptized, they need—they formally—you know, they technically don't have to go through RCA, even though that would still be the preferred way the of doing way, it. Of but course. I think— um, he was, you know, she was like, you know, the, all the friars were like, you can't play Padre Pio without receiving communion. And, just <laughs> like, and then, you know, Franciscans. I mean, you know, they're a little loosey-goosey sometimes. Watch it. Hey, no. Um, yeah, you know, the when I when I Googled Shia LaBeouf and Bar- Bishop Barron, of course, that video came up. And then the next five Google things were all the clips of what he had to say about the Latin Mass, which I think if you watch the whole uh, conversation— well, sorry, I started like just clicking. It was a bad idea because I just yeah, started I know, I clicking know. on some of these sites that were, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf says that guitar masses are like selling me a car and she finds the beauty in the Latin mass. And then it kind of just spiraled downward as to how, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I, I would just throw out there that I, I, I would not make Shia LaBeouf your patron saint yeah. of anything. No. Um, and, and I don't mean that in any insulting way. Like it wasn't really clear, like something I was hoping to hear. So this is, I was, I was listening to the interview and there was things Shia said. And then there was things Baron said mm-hmm. that kind of fixed what Shia said in a really beautiful Catholic context. Right. If you just took out, if you took out what Baron said though, and just heard what Shia said, like, here's an example of it. Um, so she is talking about, and he did, he had a profound experience of the Latin mass. He, he, she begins by saying, I am an unthinking feeler. Yeah. That's his. He said, I'm an actor. Yeah, I'm an actor. And, and you know, it was, it, Baron was trying to get into like these Stanislaus, you know, he's trying to yeah. do this all stuff. And he's just like, no, man, I don't do any. I'm just an unthinking feeler. You know, I just kind of get into the environment of the role. And 
He didn't want to be called a method actor because he thinks those guys are jerks, but he just gets into the role. Well, he was told that if you're going to play Pio, you have to know the Latin mass because that's the liturgy that he celebrated. So he starts getting into the Latin mass and he finds it really beautiful. But one of the things he says is, he says, you know, what's great is I have no idea what they're saying. And, um, and that's good because then I can't critique it. It's just a feeling. Yeah. You know, it's just the moment of it. It's just my it. feeling. It's, it's just, just my feeling, yeah. And, and it's like, okay, this is definitely not, this isn't, this isn't what you want to promote as this is why the Latin Mass is beautiful, yeah. like, you have, because you have no idea what's going on. Barron did a great job of, he, he jumped right in and he said, well, he said, you know, there's two extremes. He said, you're right. He said, part of the Latin Mass is beautiful because there is that mystery, but the shadow side of that mystery is that you might not have any idea what's going on, and the church really wants more active participation. He said you can take it the other extreme in uh, Norvis Odo Mass. He might not have used that word. And um, he said, you know, it's like if you have all the lights on and you have, you know, everything under a microscope, then there's no sense of mystery. And the shadow side of that is it becomes very dry. It becomes very impert, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, Bishop Barron just, again, he was, he was outstanding in terms of like putting what Shia was saying into a more proper Catholic context. But that wasn't what Shia was saying. No, you know? it, it was interesting. So I, first off, the story of him is was a really engaging story, yeah. you know, on what the Lord is doing and what's happening in his life, the encounter that he had through the friars. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that, that was beautiful. Obviously something through the Eucharist. Yeah. He talked a lot about feeling and, and how it, it caused him to feel, which is, a, you know, it's interesting because uh, this is always a critique against the youth conferences. They're so emotional. They're, it's just about feeling. Well, every every significant human experience, feeling is a part of it. Yeah. So so there's there's a caution there, right? It can't yeah. be just feeling but because the intellect needs to be able to engage as well. But But both of those things are important. So I thought that was beautiful. My, yeah, so I, I celebrate what's going on. Now, Paul makes it clear that, that you test these kinds of things, you yeah. know, and, and give it some time. But what the story of him and what God is doing in his life, one of the things, I did not watch the entire video, so maybe you could, real quick on this. Sure. Does he talk a lot about Jesus? No, and I was actually enough, just about to say that. Because I watched, I watched enough that he, I thought... Briefly, he talks about how the, the first thing the friars did was have him read the gospel, which is rock and roll. That's exactly what you do. And he said, you know, it was surprising to me because I always thought that, um, you know, Jesus was really, you know, weak and timid and he was a very masculine, uh, strong figure that surprised me. That was the only thing he said about Jesus the whole time. The rest of it, it was, I love the experience of the community. The friars, uh, you know, prayer, the story. prayer gives me peace. Um, and, and that's, none of this is to judge him. It's actually no. just a hope for him yeah. I, I was really just eager for him to say, I had a profound encounter with Jesus Christ, and I, I want to be his follower. I right. want to be his disciple. You right. know, maybe, that's, so, maybe that's language we're trying to insert onto his experience. Well, the, but, but there were two things about that. Out. There yeah. were two things about that that I thought were interesting. One, I think he encountered Christ in the, in the friars. Yeah. You know, he really did. I think he encountered Christ in the sacrament, yeah. in, in the Eucharist. He talked about Eucharist adoration. So, but again, it just shows you know, more evangelization and catechesis. So to that end, one of the, some of the things that have been posted are very, um, almost like you can't say anything negative about it because it, this is a good thing that he's coming to the Lord, which I agree. So again, I love his story. Yeah. 
Where I have a problem is the commentary that other peoples have made about that. Mm. So on one level, one of the things that, that frustrates me a little bit is when a Hollywood person goes down to the border, they're now an expert on the border crisis, right? <laughs> right? Somebody goes to the Balkan. If a Hollywood person goes to the Balkan region, they are now an expert on the Balkan region. So that, that way that society has like making Hollywood people experts just because they're Hollywood people. Yeah. So that's something that just bothered me a little bit, right? So he, he's, he's having all these kind of statements and people are now saying, you know, well, the bus is this. It's like, well. Right, yeah. Suddenly he's become the expert on liturgy yeah, yeah, and yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I he's, appreciate His that. life is not the blueprint for a young adult ministry. Yeah. I mean, well, I would but, throw but, that but, out there. You know? I, you're absolutely right. And the other part of it, somebody posted, and, and again, I did not watch the whole video, but what I saw, he is unbelievably vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable and admitting to his mistakes and his brokenness, and I, that part again, not seeing the whole thing, I thought was really, really beautiful. Yeah, he was very I mean, humble, very humble e- yes. even as even as Baron. Baron started by saying, "You've been known as one of yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah, actors yeah, yeah. of your Which generation." Which I thought was a stretch. I, I thought that was a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, no offense to him. Like, I just said, well, maybe I didn't see the right movies. I mean, he was good in Transformers, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, well, and the the thing he said, he goes, "Whoa," he goes, "I am not in that category." Which, <laughs> yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah. No, so so again, I his story. It was also nice that he got dressed up to have a conversation yeah, with yeah, the bishop. It was a nice hoodie. Yeah, it was um, a Belichick move. But the thing that I mean, again, you don't have to look very long. Yeah. That, that there is a woman. There are more than one woman that have brought accusations against him, and yeah. he's got legal proceedings. But he actually talks about that. Yeah. That, that in some ways, that. I think he said that helped save my life too, didn't he? Didn't he? he actually said, I, I was so angry at the woman, but in the language he used, and you could see Baron be like, eh. you know, but he's like, but that woman's a saint because that, that all that trial has brought me to the Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and. Um, well, it's interesting yeah. thing. We're going to jump into Philippians here in a moment, um, but they, they, I actually thought about that. He talks a lot about his difficulties and his struggle and his trial that brought him close to the Lord, and that's exactly what Paul is talking about in the first chapter. Yeah. Is the Lord can use that. But yeah, so when it was all said and done, again, I, I love the story. I, I pray for him. I, yeah, I was I actually I pray prayed, for him. I prayed for this movie before it came out. Um the the exposure is always good, you mm-hmm. know. People looking at the life of Padre Pio, that's a great thing. You know, so, the whole thing that he talks about, the Padre Pio wrestling. I was just thinking about this. I am I am the biggest wimp there is. You know, Padre <laughs> Pio is literally wrestling with the evil one and chairs right. are being thrown. And, and the evil one just says, you know, why don't you do this, David? It's like, well, you know, so <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's always so inspiring about how much, how much more the Lord wants to do in my own life. So yeah, yeah I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. So let's keep praying for him. You know, it's, it also reminds me every once in a while, like it just, maybe it was just a year or so ago, Kanye West gave his yeah, life yeah, to the Lord yeah. and everyone was excited. And um, I don't know how that's, playing out yeah. in his own life. I mean, you know, she was well, honest and, and about having mental, you know, those mental issues, they don't just yeah, Justin magically appear and well, other things. Yeah, so yeah, again. We'll, keep, we'll keep him in prayer. And did you see, um, did you see the trailer for the movie? I did. It doesn't look good. Can I just say that? <laughs> like there's nothing in that trailer that made me, if it wasn't, if I yeah, wasn't, if, if I wasn't yeah. bought into Padre yeah, Pio, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just seemed like, I don't know. I'm hoping it's good. We we we'll need to we'll we need do, a better track actually, record like of Saint like Catholic to, Saint movie. I'd like to do a screening here, but Oh, that um, would be awesome. We'll do something, you know, like we did with Top Gun. Did you you haven't been in the field house, all right? No. So they had a an ice cream social last night. We'll see if we can post it. And they put a Top Gun guy next to a plane advertising yeah. it with my face on it. You know, I saw something on Instagram. Yeah, about it was that. really it was really pretty funny. Did you have a mustache? Me we'll see. That was my French mustache. I don't know. I thought of your son. Bye.
<laughs> Any hoozle. We are going to uh, continue in our study of the letter to Philippians. And today we are going to take a look at Philippians 1, 12 through 30. I want you to know, brothers, that my situation has turned out rather to advance the gospel so that my imprisonment has become well-known throughout the whole praetorium. That's right. It's praetorium, right? Yep. Nice. There's a silent J in there. And to all the rest, so that the majority of the brothers having taken encouragement in the Lord for my imprisonment, dare more than ever to proclaim the word fearlessly. Of course, some preach Christ from envy and rivalry, others from goodwill. The latter act out of love, aware that I am here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not from pure motives, thinking they will cause me trouble by my imprisonment. What difference does it make, as long as in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Indeed, I shall continue to rejoice, for I know that this will result in deliverance for me through your prayers and support from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I shall not be put to shame in any way, but that with all boldness, now as always, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by my life or by my death. For me, life is Christ and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better." Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. And this I know with confidence, that I shall remain and continue in the service of all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound on account of me when I come to you again. Only conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear news of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, struggling together for the faith of the gospel, not intimidated in any way by your opponents. This is proof to them of destruction, but of your salvation, and this is God's doing. For to you has been granted for the sake of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Yours is the same struggle as you saw in me, and now hear about me. I feel like I should say like the word of the Lord or something. Okay. I just did. Thanks be to God. There you go. <laughs> uh, some really powerful words of uh, St. Paul. This is still his first. Now, we're saying, by the way, I was about to say this is still his first chapter. Um, the chapters and the verses were all added later. You know, this wasn't the case that Paul was like, chapter one. Um, and so they tried to break it up somewhat thematically there. But clearly, um, you know, he had just uh, said hello to everybody. And he's speaking about his imprisonment. He's speaking about his current situation of what's going on. Uh, he's imprisoned by Rome, uh, Roman guards. They were not exactly sure where uh, he might have been imprisoned. Uh, we mentioned this in the last episode. Some say, some say it was Rome. Others say it might have been, what was Ephesus. It? Ephesus, right. Um, but he's saying that everybody in, you know, the whole praetorium uh, knows about him. And, uh, you know, I read a footnote that the Roman guards were probably treating him pretty well because, first of all, they, they knew he wasn't a criminal per se. You know, this was like a religious thing that was going on. And he himself was a Roman citizen. So instead of ending up in imprisonment and, uh, you know, really silencing him, Paul was discovering that by being in prison, he was having a greater opportunity 
to share the gospel and to spread the faith. And for that, he rejoices. And he says a few times in this thing, I rejoice, I continue to rejoice. Um, that being a major particular theme of this letter. And he has this little debate because he's, 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 uh, he's, he's awaiting trial. One of the possible outcomes of this trial could be death. Now, later on, it's, it's assumed that this is one of his first imprisonments. Later on, he is going to have an imprisonment that will end up in his death. Yes, it will. And so that's part of his internal conversation. He's like, well, um, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And it sounds, it sounds almost bizarre, but he's like, well, you know, I know it's better if I die. Do you know, it's really, I love that part. He's, you see this kind of, he's trying to work this out in his own mind, <laughs> right. right? It's yeah. like, you know, all things being equal, I might prefer to live, but then dying isn't the worst thing either. You know, actually yeah. dying's pretty good, but yeah. I think if I'm going to live, I'm probably going to be living for you guys just yeah, to, yeah. just to say things like that. And I think it's always important to, you know, he's not talking about taking his own life or anything like that. Uh, He's just accepting the will of God, and he's realizing, well, one of the outcomes of this trial could be you're going to die. And he's like, if that's the case, that's great. And if the outcome is, nope, you're going to keep living, well, okay, that's also okay. So living living is Christ, dying is gain. Either way, he's going to come out on top. Yeah, for me, the, the line that's kind of the hinge is, for me, life is Christ and death is gain. So... And you see that in this, well, you see that in everything Paul does, is, mm. is it's all about Christ. Christ is always the center of everything. So it doesn't really matter what hap- what's happening, what's going on, it's Christ in the middle of it. Even even his imprisonment, he says, even this, he says, this situation, this situation is in prison, prison, and the gospel is being furthered because of that. Amen. He had, a, he had an amazing ability to, and, and I think Francis of Assisi had the same ability, to take the circumstances, whatever they are, and illuminate them by the grace of Christ. And that is... I think that's one of the hallmarks of a saint is that they're able to do that. It's not about what isn't, it's about what is. And God is present in this, and he is here, and he's close, and he's intimate, no matter what. So for, for me, that the text is, um, for Christ, is life. And it, I think it's worth highlighting because it's so, it's so obvious we can ignore it, but his focus on just always talking about Jesus. Yep. You, know, uh, you know, he in Corinthians, Actually, let he me says, just jump in. That's one of the things I've oh, appreciated please. working with you for 25 years. When mm. we're doing events and conferences and even the stories about the Gospels are beautiful stories, but you are always saying, okay, what does this say about Jesus? What does it say about Jesus? And that's a good gift you have. Oh, thank you very much. Well, and I remember that was a great line of Father Mike Scanlon. You know, yeah, preach just Jesus. Preach yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We actually have a, somewhere in here, there's a picture of Father Mike Scanlon with just the quote. Somewhere it might be like well, six inches from you. It might be. I don't know if it's in. I don't know if it's in the frame. I'll make. Right. I'll edit it and okay. I'll make sure it's in the frame for those listening to the video. But even going back to um, what we were just talking about with the interview between Sheila Buff and Bishop Barron, and again, this is it's an interview, so we're not getting the whole depth of things, sure. and so this there's no judgment here. But something that was absent about his experience was talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I hope it was there. Maybe he just didn't oh, mention yeah, of course, it. Of course. But he was saying things like, I loved the community. Even the liturgy, he was like, it's so beautiful, it's so profound. And, uh, you know, this experience of being in this movie and, you know, doing good things and finding peace in prayer. Well, I would propose to you that you could find that, those kinds of things, in other places of the world and other faiths. I mean, you could, could find a really good community. You could, 
you know, you could go to transcendental something. Yeah. Whatever, you know, like it. a near East, you know, like a, a beautiful setting and, and different, you know, like, like all, what, what would make that stick? What would make that difference? Well, the answer is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it is encountering Jesus in the midst of the community. It's encountering Jesus in the liturgy. It's encountering Jesus as the source of peace. And, you know, that highlight of, of Paul that he really wants the Philippians to keep grasping on He's just, he just wants to bring everything back to Jesus. You know, that is the focus. And I would, I would say that in our Catholic faith, we have so many beautiful things. We have so much great history. We have so much great art. Um, I think there can be a, a tendency to almost be distracted from Jesus. Like I think of this sometimes. I go places and they've got these gorgeous monstrances. Yeah. You know, you, you know saints and etchings yeah, 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 and yeah. words and probably fake jewels, maybe they're real jewels, I don't know. And it's almost like the the monstrance itself is so beautiful, you don't look in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't look and see Christ in, in the middle right, of it. Right, and right. I think, you know, that, I don't know, could be a temptation. No, I think, no, I think, I think again, that, that the connection here is nice, is that, and, and I to reiterate, we don't know what all the story is. I mean, he could have, we've, we've both done this. We've given talks or said something, it's like, oh, we could have focused in more. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, right. so we, uh, your no judgment is, is just a, underline that with that being said um that is always a danger is that we we get caught up in the accidentals Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't ultimately take us to the purpose and the meaning of of everything that we're doing and paul paul reminds us of this in this text yeah maybe maybe if i could i know we're running near the end but just the text and this is always such a convicting word for me um conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel Mm -hmm. of christ i mean worthy of the gospel i mean he he's the holy one. He's the anointed. So conductor worthy of that. I mean, how oftentimes I fall short. Yeah, you know. So that's really a convicting statement of of me continuing to try to recognize that and see that that, that I treat somebody in a manner worthy of the gospel. Well, mm-hmm. the worthy of the gospel is I was going to say my absolute best. It's more than that. It's 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 the graced me. It's the graced me. It's the it's the prayerful. It's the thoughtful. It's the compassion. That's the worthy of the gospel, and that's that's a really challenging statement. His fruit of the worthiness of the gospel is about standing firm in one spirit with one mind, struggling together for the faith of the gospel. And I, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that I was with uh, Andy Charest doing vagabond missions and, you know, with missionaries. And there's such a unity about them, but the unity comes from being focused on mission. Mm-hmm. And when we're not focused on mission, we can well, we can kind of just be guilty of navel-gazing in a yeah. sense. You know, when we even talk about, uh, you know, the, the tensions of liturgical styles, you know, that was brought up in that mm-hmm. interview. Like, if we're focused on the mission, the, they don't go away, but they become less because we realize there's something greater. Right, that there's it's something, all towards Jesus. It, that is all towards Jesus. And it, it allows us to, it allows us not to see the other as the enemy, but right. as a brother who has a different way of approaching things, right, right. you know, and... Um, this idea of this unity that really comes forward when we go on mission. And I would say that many times in our parishes, sadly, well, what's it? Sherry Waddell uses that phrase, you know, that that a lot of places are in maintenance mode, not in mission mode. Yeah. But the unity comes from when we stand together in one spirit with one mind. And when we struggle together, when we struggle together for the faith of the gospel, suddenly some of those other things, you know, again, they don't disappear right but they get in perspective. 
Living Paul says that in, in verse 15. He says, of course, we some preach Christ out of envy or rivalry. Mm-hmm. Others so that these, these things <laughs> yeah. are going on and, yeah. you know, in 54, 55, whenever it was written. So some of the things going on today yeah. are not terribly new. Yeah, indeed. Amen. Amen. One last thing is I really loved this phrase, and you use this phrase, uh, Father Dave. He talks about the spirit of Jesus Christ. And I, I think it was actually watching... Um, the, the wild goose that I never really honed in onto that title of the Holy Spirit as, you know, this, the spirit of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. And again, that's just a great example of Paul. You know, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Um, and it's through him. I love that image. Yeah. And he just, it's through him that we can understand the father and understand the Holy Spirit. And so Paul's joy, even in this midst of suffering in this midst of difficulty is finding that God is, Putting him in a place he didn't want to be. Nobody wants to be imprisoned. Nobody wants to be in this difficult thing. I, I sure, I'm sure his first thought was, "Oh no, here I've done I am. something wrong." Yeah, here, yeah, and here yeah. I am. Here I am traveling all over the place, spreading the gospel. And now they're probably doing the worst thing they can do, which is they're locking me up. I'm not going to be able to travel anywhere. And through the Spirit of Jesus, he's realizing, "Oh, it wasn't about me in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually reaching more people now just here yeah. than I possibly would in That's other cool. things." And for that, he rejoices. Amen. 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 Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for, first off, we thank you for Padre Pio and the witness that he is, and we pray for all involved in the film, and uh, Shea LaBeouf, Lord, that you'd pour out your blessing and your spirit upon him. We thank you for St. Paul in this word, that it finds a home in our heart, that we would put Christ in the center of all that we do, for, for life is Christ. May Almighty God pour out his blessings on you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Bob. Amen. God bless you, Father Dave. And thank you all for uh, being a part of this podcast community. You can always shoot us an email, hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Yeah.